1998. Now, over 370 million people in Asia Pacific have a disability. The unemployment rate is typically double that of the general population, often as high as 80%. And 24% of companies in Hong Kong focus on disability inclusion as a cause in their diversity and inclusion policy. Those are just a few of the details from the website from Sensational, a non-profit organization that's actively working to support people with disabilities and to give them opportunities to be active in the workplace. And to find out more about some of their recent activities in Hong Kong, let me welcome my guests into the studio. Founder and director Farid Shroff, Myla Devonport, operations manager, and Maheen Heather, program manager. Good afternoon to you all. Good afternoon. Lovely to have you here. It's been a, a massive busy program today, so it's lovely to have the three of you in the studio. Now, first of all, Myla, I'm going to come to you first and really just give, I just mentioned a little bit about Sensational. Can you give us a few more details exactly about what it is that Sensational does then? Absolutely, Sadia. First of all, thank you so much for having on today. We really appreciate being able to share the cause of disability inclusion. We're not the only ones doing this in Hong Kong or Asia. Um, so thank you, first and foremost. Now, Sensational Foundation, like you said, is a registered charity that has been around in Hong Kong since 2013 in one way, shape or form. And uh, Faride can share more during her little piece about how she came about to do this. But what we do, our bread and butter, is trying to serve the Hong Kong community, both on the employer side as well as the recruitment side, being candidates with disabilities themselves. And we go to these two communities, try and understand what they need to create those bridges to ensure that disability inclusion is part of the conversation and that opportunities and barriers to those opportunities um, are just addressed in whatever needs to be done. Uh, so we offer training to corporations as well as employers of different industry backgrounds to try and understand how they need to change their cultures, their training uh, to incorporate disability inclusion. We also work with families and caregivers of people's disabilities as well as obviously directly with people's disabilities themselves to try and make sure they have the confidence and employability skills to step up and take those opportunities when they're provided to them. Mm -hmm. And are things improving in Hong Kong? I mean, you've been, you guys have been working in this area for some time now. Have you seen changes? For instance, Faride, if I go over to you and ask you that. Yes, I'm pleased to say there's definitely a change. I would like the change to be a lot faster mm -hmm. because uh, although it is positive to see this, uh, there are situations which COVID has made a lot more challenging. Mm. And so there are many more people without jobs. And so we find it much more necessary to do more now. Yeah. And when you say about, you know, doing more, you are actually involved in a number of different things now, trying to kind of raise awareness. Tell me a little bit about what you mean. I know you were recently involved in a video, which sounded very interesting. Yes. So we were very pleased to be the winners at the Asian Charity Services uh, video competition. We were one of the three winners. Uh, Asian Charities is another NGO that we work closely with. Mm -hmm. And they provide us with some amazing resources and uh, workshops which help us upskill and provide better services. Mm -hmm. So we are really grateful to them. And we, uh, we have won this as a second time. The first was a teenage award when we had teenagers come and do a video to know more about Sensational. And this was the second time. Mm -hmm. so, actually, so, time so, right? so actually winning this, how will it help you? To, obviously, 
it raises awareness, um, more people will hear about it. What else are you looking for? So we want more people in Hong Kong to know about the services that we offer, firstly, um, because that will change the mindset of people to know that there is value. It's not just a charity that people are doing by employing those with disabilities. Mm -hmm. It is actually a business proposition that we bring out where people with disabilities have got a lot of talent, uh, can think outside the box and bring a lot of uh, positive energy into any workplace that they are put mm, in mm. as long as the match is the right one yes. that's important yes that's important yeah. now Mahin you're actually involved and you're the program manager what is it that you do to sort of support the work well program managers sort of been a recent thing for me but I support and help in any of the major activities we have going on in Sensational Foundation. So our big thing this calendar year is the Walk for Inclusion, which is going to be the second fundraising event we've held. Um, the last year's was Walk for Equality. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll just talk a little bit about that one event because it is the big thing we have this year. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be from the 1st of October to the 31st of November. And right now we're just compiling all the resources and <clears throat> and necessary platforms needed for participants to join. And it, we refer to it colloquially as a walkathon, but it's really about any physical activity that you want to partake in. And you do it to raise funds for us, which will then go towards helping people with disabilities in the activities that Mila and Frida have mentioned so far. And um, we we are aware that you know not everyone um, is able to participate in events like these, especially people with disabilities. So we really want it to be open in the sense that people can participate at whatever level they feel comfortable. So for some, the two months event might just be running every day. And for another person, maybe that they do meditation a few times a week, mm -hmm. and that's what they do mm -hmm. to feel connected to their body. And, you know, um, we want everyone in Hong Kong to be a part of this. And also we want it to be a global event. We had it as a global event last year, and that was very successful. But we also want to engage all aspects of society. So the Cantonese speaking population, especially, and also all stakeholders um, in Hong Kong can get involved, whether it's corporate, governmental or other industries. Yep. And what kind of support? I mean, like, it, it, it is a wonderful thing to think that, yes, you, you want to get everyone involved in mm -hmm. corporates and things. How much kind of response do you get? Is it easy to get to them? Is it easy to get this message across? Or are people still a little bit hesitant thinking, mm, I'm not sure we can really help you? I mean, how does it work? I think Friday can definitely speak on this a bit more, but what, from what I can tell, it's definitely been on the rise. People are more interested in all types of inclusive activities now, and but disability remains, I think, the last on the list of like LGBT, race, gender, just because it's that one area that's so foreign because people with disabilities are kept almost excluded from society at every level. So in school, you know, they have their own um, classes. And, and so you don't often meet people with disabilities and there are invisible disabilities mm. that people are not aware of. Mm. So it's that field that people just are afraid of because they know that they can get words or terminology wrong. They know they can offend people, but they don't know how to how to actually gain the knowledge to be able to engage with the field in an authentic and um, infor informative manner. But I'm sure Frida can tell so, you more. So Frida, I mean, like, you know, we were talking about getting donations and obviously this walk is there to encourage people to donate and everything. Um, what sort of help are we talking about? So for instance, you know, if people are going to donate to you, then tell me where they're going to help people. Where are, the, where are the resources being put? OK, 
Okay. So firstly, we are currently looking for sponsors and it isn't easy right now mm -hmm. uh, because many companies are affected with COVID themselves. Mm -hmm. So funds are a ch challenge. Uh, I'm pleased to say that Manulife, the global, has offered to be our title sponsor. Fantastic. So we are really happy with that. My aunt, Pervis Shroff, is another constant support for us in all the activities mm -hmm. that we do. The money we raise will go towards helping candidates with disabilities learn some of the skills that can help them in their workplace. So, for example, next month we are starting a hospitality training where candidates will be trained to work in cafes or restaurants or wherever needed. But mm -hmm. we'll tr start with basic training. And this is for candidates who have quite severe special needs as well, um, because they may not have finished school or may not have university degrees, but we don't want anyone to be left behind. We want to provide a service for everybody. Mm. Can you give me an example of, um, you know, someone that you know, certainly who you, you must have helped so many people, but, you know, any particular kind of examples of where it's really made a difference to someone's life? You know? So, of course, I wouldn't disclose no, names, no, but there was one gentleman, a story that I think is really powerful, who has quite a severe disability and he found a job. Uh, and uh, he's currently able to support his entire family because his father passed away and he's the breadwinner for his family. Uh, his family consists of another sibling who also has a disability. He then has a sister and mum. Mm -hmm. So he's supporting the whole family. And wow. I think that's so important and says a lot about the importance of inclusion. Mm. And it is very much a two-way street, isn't it? Obviously, you get the corporates and, and organisations to actually go forward and say, yes, we would like to employ people. But, but there's quite a, I mean, it takes confidence for the people then to think, yes, I am going to work here. I mean, you must have to work with them too to give them that confidence. Of course, very much so. Particularly people with disabilities lack that confidence. So they want the minimum salary even when they go for interviews. Yeah. I have to tell them what to ask for because sometimes they they just say something that is unbelievable. Because you know? it is about their self-esteem, isn't their it? Self -esteem. It's their self-esteem, absolutely, Sadia, yes. So, mm -hmm. so we run a whole training like that where people are taught how to write a CV, how to write covering letters, what is self-confidence. Uh, we have mock interviews with the candidates. We teach them how to uh, perform well. All these kind of offerings are also there. I would like to ask more people people with disabilities to reach out to us so mm -hmm. we can have a bigger pool of talent because sometimes we do have the jobs but we don't have the right person to place in there and I feel mm. this is a very important part for us to be able to so yeah. do you think that there is, I mean, there are certainly people with disabilities in Hong Kong who would be, who would just kind of accept their lot in life and think, okay, I can't do this and I can't go and work here or there. So you are appealing to more people to come forward who want that help, yes? Yes, absolutely. We want more people to come forward and tell us what they need, what their dream job would be and how we can help them. Oh, I, I, I suppose, you know, you don't think that actually there are people who perhaps are just hesitant to come forward 
to actually ask for that help. Actually, people with disabilities want to hide that all yeah. the time. We don't have people who come out and speak boldly mm. about their disability. Mm -hmm. Disclosure is a very big part of the challenge. Sure. Um, main reason for that is because they're afraid of stigma mm -hmm. and cultural bias. Yes. So that's one of the areas we want to take away from our society in Hong Kong mm -hmm. and Asia Pacific, actually. Mm. Yep. And on the other side, I also want to add people who have disclosed their disability, sometimes they're living off money they get from the government. But if they get employed after a certain time period, they're then not allowed to get that money from the government so it is a huge pragmatic risk yeah. as well whether the job's going to be sustainable isn't it they just yeah, think well yeah. do i go forward or do i just take what i've got and yeah and, yeah, yeah i can understand and then that because of that you know they live in a cocoon so they never really know that there are services like sensational which can really help them to break out and mm -hmm. get a sustainable job and you you deal with the kind of digital media side of mm -hmm. things and promoting it do you find as um something i mean do you face challenges where that's concerned is it a hard thing to do yeah, because Hong Kong's disability landscape is quite interesting. Obviously, you have the huge Cantonese majority, which we have issues with connecting to just because we don't have many Cantonese speakers within our organization. And we do primarily target English speaking individuals. Um, so there is a, the biggest concern is that we are able to connect with corporates through social media. We're able to connect with industry leaders, but people with disabilities, we don't often find that we're connecting with them enough. And that's, you know, accessibility is a big thing with social media. How can we make content more accessible while still being appealing enough that people will want to read about it? Um, so it's it's a huge, you know, like we keep yeah. learning every day that social, yeah. how to make social media disability friendly. Well, it looks like you're doing a good job of it anyway. But can last, last moment, just before we go into the next track, um, where if people want to find out some more information and stuff, what should they do? Go to your website or Instagram? Yes, absolutely. There are many ways to reach out. We have LinkedIn channels, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. Those are probably the ways that you can keep up to date. And then, of course, we have our website as well as our professional disability network for employers. So the sensational website is sensationalhk.org. And then for all of the other social channels, you can search Sensational Foundation. That's great. Myla, Faride and Mahin, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.